podcast where double the hosts double the topics double the fun and i'm sarah i'm charity i'm alan oh a normal greeting this time huh yep she's just mixing <laughs> it up keeping us on our toes yep okay so uh welcome everybody to episode 193 so we're we're getting this close to 200 Ooh, we're, we're getting yeah, really we're close sneaking up to 200 yeah i'm excited so we're going to double the topics like we usually do or try to. So I wanted to ask you guys, since we live in the city of Wichita, in the state of Kansas, uh, we've been around for a while kind of checking out cool places. So I just wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite Do you have a favorite building or structure or something in the city that you just enjoy going to or you just like just look at the structure or learn hmm. the history or anything like that? Sedgwick County Museum looks like a castle. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. actually, both that one and the Scottish Rite building—they have a similar, similar mm-hmm. build or a mm-hmm. similar style, which was uh, uh, I used to know because me and Charlie did a video on that. Uh, Proudfoot and Bird; those were the people that oh, built shoot, it. I'm glad you remember. Yeah, I remember um, editing it. Just don't remember what we talked about. Yeah, they they <laughs> built some stuff in Missouri too. I think they built stuff around the United States, so they were really a, a well-known building partnership. But that's about all I know about that. But like, is there a place even just for the just for the look, or do you like to? Some I, I don't know. It's just me because because I like the history of stuff. Sometimes I just like to drive around and just mm-hmm. admire things that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Even though I might not have never set foot in the building, I think it's just really cool to to take a look at it. So anyway, do, do you guys have any? Isn't that isn't there a building like on Riverside? Where they looks like a castle too, like at Christmas Day. Yeah, the well, it's oh, a, yeah. it's an inn. It's closed. Yeah. It's been closed for years. Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But it's I, I always thought that it would be cool to um, spend the night there. But mm-hmm. every, I, every once in a while we drive by and it's still closed. So. Well, but, I think yeah. it's cl- I think it's closed as an inn, but people can still visit it because I went oh, there. Yeah, really? Well, I went there a couple years ago, and like you could walk inside and look around and stuff because they had it all done up for Christmas like, years ago. Because but, we've been driving by recently. Oh, I mean, and, maybe like twenty twenty one or something. Like okay, but I mean, two or three years ago. Yeah, but like people weren't. I didn't know about people it weren't then. Staying there, but but I've I've driven by it since. Um, and every time we like look up to see if we what the reservations are or the rates, it says closed. Yeah, I mean I've never I don't think it's open for people to stay there, but I think I just walked around. Maybe it was probably 2019. I don't. My sense uh, the, the, of time the days, is the off after COVID. I can't remember <clears throat> what was before or after. They do start to kind of mesh in after a while. I kind of forget too. I feel like everything happened between, if it wasn't in 2020, it obviously all happened in 2019 or a little bit after it happened, <laughs> like 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say there's a building <clears throat> when, when it first when it was first uh, reopened. I was out of town. I wasn't able to go and see the grand opening, but there's a hotel. Well, it's not a hotel anymore. It's, uh, it's a part. It's a apartment buildings. I think it's also like office space. But uh, I think it's on Main Street, and it's called the. It was originally called the Occidental, and it was built in like 1873. So you know, Wichita started in 1870. So it's almost as old as the city itself, and um, it, there's a lot of mini pillars on the outside, and it's done in black and white. 
and I think I know which building you're talking about. Yeah, and, and it started out as a hotel, but yeah, the the fact that it's been around, oh, it's it's renamed to Baltimore now. Uh, but since it's been around since basically almost the inception of Wichita, uh, I don't know if that's the oldest building, but it's definitely one of them because hmm. it was like the first hotel that Wichita ever had, which is pretty. So amazing. it's still open. Yeah, they've they've it's been rebuilt, refurbished. Uh, it's now open for. Um, like I said, li- living space. I think I think there's office space on the bottom floor, and I think the apartments are up on top. Uh, it's it's gone through many years of being closed, and in the in the process of them rebuilding it, it got caught on fire, so then they had to extend it even oh, longer. No. Yeah, so it finally had their grand opening. I want to say it was Sedgwick County Museum caught on fire too. Yeah, yeah, back in the eighties, it the, wasn't the museum, the, but the clock tower. The, yeah, the clock tower, the building. Cheapers. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's and I like to kind of just drive around and just look at it, you know, just to be. I, I've yet to set foot in it. Maybe I, if I ask nicely, maybe someone will let me in and kind of check it out. But yeah, it's just for me. I love the history of it, um, and just downtown in general. There, there's still a lot of buildings that that's been around for mm-hmm. hundred ten, hundred twenty years. Wow. You know. Yeah. And. Um, they have they have a different purpose, you know. They're, they're not what they originally were, but people are still using it for, you know, like I said, office space or storage or something like that. So, mm. so far I've done all the talking for this part. But <laughs> is, is there anything for for you, Alan? Like I don't know how often you're you're downtown, just kind of. Well, I'm downtown a lot, but um, as far as like interesting buildings, I mean, obviously the exploration place is oh, yeah. awesome, and mm-hmm. it's, um, it extends out onto the river, and that's really cool. Um, it's a great place to spend the day. I have been uh, members of it in the past, uh, and whenever we go as a family, it's a it's a fun time. They do a pretty good job of switching up the main exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're um, they're and rightly so. I mean, it's a children's discovery kind of center or something. So some of it's geared more towards the younger crowd. Yeah. I want. I guess what I'm trying to like uh, the last time we were there, the main exhibit was how dogs like see and hear and how they're different than humans. Oh. And it was it was interesting, but it was a lot for kids. But a lot of their permanent stuff's really cool. I love the room with the the miniatures with the oh, train. Yeah. Oh, I saw them advertise for that during Christmas, I think. Or, or it's it's pretty recent, like maybe a month or two ago, hmm. where I saw them do that. I so. don't think I've been to Exploration Place since I've moved here. It's a good time. Yeah, it's, I, okay. I've never had any reason to go. You can certainly spend uh, at several hours if not a whole day there but yeah. i mean then you're done it's one of those things where it's i don't know if, if you're they do have a lot of activities for the kids they have like um and it, right where all the halls merge there's kind of like puzzles and things like that for yeah. uh, kids to interact with so it's it's fun but as the kids get older it's yeah now, along the along the lines of Exploration Place, I think the most fascinating exhibit that I remember seeing, and I'm I'm fairly certain, even though we were joking about this earlier, I'm fairly certain this was in 2019. Um, but they had an exhibit from uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not, if you're oh, familiar yeah. with that. I remember that. And I so, went to that. Yeah, and so it's just a bunch of crazy, odd, weird stuff. I, did, I, I was excited because I thought that it would have a bunch of 
crazy odd and weird stuff. It had a few things. Well, the, and then it had a ton of pictures of like past curiosities. Yes. Well, they also had. Well, you can't really go to left field because it is still kids. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're to go to the actual Ripley's museum. It's weird because me and Charity went to uh, there, there's one in Branson that me and Charity went to a few years ago. Okay, and it's a Ripley's um, uh, museum, I believe. Did you believe it or not? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I, I, with all the stuff back then, I, I to be honest, I do tend to believe all of it. But uh, one thing—it's funny is, without like the internet. Well, even with the internet, you can still get away with saying whatever you want and yeah. try to get people to believe it. Yeah. Well, I, when you're talking about they had the stuff on the wall, I didn't realize like for each exhibit, I guess they do it for different states and stuff. So like the stuff on the wall was some believe it or not stuff that happened in Wichita or at least in Kansas. Hmm. So because uh, I was told that they actually do it depending on where they go they find stuff specific to the state that they're in yeah so i thought that was interesting but it was weird seeing like actual shrunken heads that mm-hmm. was interesting uh and then they had um oh, that was this? that was somebody's child that uh, you were looking at uh, it, i mean <laughs> yeah um, with, with unbelievable <laughs> and then or they not. had or not <laughs> but it was really cool to see just a lot and then they had like a with the tallest man in the world they they had a they had like a it was almost like an animatronic thing. So they had him sitting down, um, which he was already pretty tall. And then at mm-hmm. one point, the, the animatronic stood up straight. And mm-hmm. then you're able to see, because he was like eight feet tall or seven foot nine or something like yeah. that. Uh, this is back in the 1930s. So you're able to see how that stuff was. And um, uh, it, I don't know. It was, just, it was just really cool to see. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I know we were mainly focusing on the exploration place part. But I thought it would be kind of cool to... Um, like I said, it's just the downtown area. So I'll give I'll give one more, and then I'll 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 call it good. But um, again, talking about the historic buildings and all that kind of stuff, I think it's down. I think it's over like where Nasker Park is, uh, kind of in that area because you have the Eaton Hotel, which was famously known for you know when Carrie Nation took her axe and just you know was just hacking up the place, and then I think a little bit behind that is a is apartments now because it seems like mm-hmm. most buildings turn into either apartments or office buildings. Yeah, my brother uh, that he lived in the apartments there. Oh, at the Eaton. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, I need to again. That's that's another one I've never been inside, but I would love to see. I mean, I know it doesn't look like the way it did during, you know, nineteen tens or whatever, but the the structure is still there. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, it's just amazing that stuff is still standing there. But there's another building on the other side. Uh, it used to be the old Spaghetti Works. Um, place which um it was still in production or still in circulation when we when we moved here but i never got a chance to go in but it used to be called at a, about 110 or so years ago the wichita wholesale grocery company mm. so i'm assuming in that area was where they would keep all the all different produce and then if you look on the other side there's a train track so the train would come deliver all the produce they would take it off and do it like that so you can still see a little bit of the ghost sign where it says wichita wholesale grocery company uh, but it's now a series of apartments so i mean I like the fact that things have able they've been able to take a different uh, facelift, a different life. But uh, I just thought it was interesting because I just like to see things that have been around for a long time. Amongst all the skyscrapers and modern buildings, there's still a few old ones that have been able to withstand uh, a wrecking ball <laughs> or you know parking garages or something like that. And at least right at least for right now, 
until further notice, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a bit of history that I can appreciate, at least locally, mm-hmm. for stuff like that. So that's my spin, and that's my thing on uh, on uh, Wichita buildings and history. Okay. So <laughs> so anyway, now that was Sarah's topic that she did all the talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and switch gears here to talk about something completely 100% different. So, okay, I, I tend to go down a rabbit hole a lot when I'm just researching things, and then I learn about different words or phrases or phenomena, and I'm like, ooh, that would be interesting to talk about for a, for a podcast topic. So I recently learned about a word called skeuomorphism, which I guess is something I've always kind of always known about, but I never knew the the proper word, the proper term for it. So at least by definition, the skeuomorphism, it means to contain a shape. So it's dealing with the object of something that is attributing to another object. So we see this a lot in technology, you know, on the computer, we see like, um, on the desktop, you see like a trash bin and we Mm -hmm. throw our files in the trash. But it's not like an actual trash can, but it's something that we associate with it. So we, we think that like, oh, okay, that's where we put the trash in, that's where all the files go. Mm-hmm. And so you see that a lot on computer interfaces, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, um, but it's done deliberately to make something new, give it an old familiar feel. Mm-hmm. So I guess that we don't feel very intimidated by something that we're not familiar with, or at least we're, we're associating it with an icon, with an image, because we're very visual creatures. So it says the most interesting application is the combination of both digital and physical, which I was saying before, to have a familiar experience. Um, the digital world uses it all the time, so it's good for that digital access. So it's kind of interesting, because I'm looking behind Alan right now, and we're recording our podcast, and um, the program that we're using, you know, we're seeing a lot of like knobs and levers and levers right. and all that kind of stuff, when technically that's that's not really necessary because we're not really using that in that way sure yeah so it's, it's kind of cool to see and i feel like it's going to always be like that at least from a digital aspect because again we're it's just something that we associate it with from a physical aspect mm-hmm. you know for, yeah for uh, another type yeah so uh, I was just curious between, you know, Charity, Alan, mm-hmm. um, have you experienced or at least seen a skeuomorphism-esque um, type stuff in, in your everyday life, like whether you're editing or even just stuff on your phone? I don't know if it counts in this category, but I was thinking like like in cartoons or whatever, when someone gets an idea, there's a light bulb over a person's oh. head. Does that, <laughs> does that fit this definition? I don't or, think oh, so. Don't, like a... Uh, an object that goes it is in. interesting though but no, hmm, that's just that. that's just um or just the idea pl- like, like that that represents what an idea yeah. is that a light comes on or something mm-hmm. like why not use a candle or you know, i don't know yeah i guess i was thinking of it like like well, again i'm still thinking from a digital standpoint but like i think even even through words we use it like when we say we're gonna copy and paste something we're not we're not actually going to glue something together, right? And, and but the the icon is still using like a almost like a Elmer's glue bottle mm-hmm. with with a, with a brush on it, like an old school well, thing. Well, in emails, you can CC someone, and which is carbon copy, which is an old term for typewriter. Yeah. Like for a typewriter, we don't do that anymore. But that's true. So I don't know. That does that fit that category? When we um, uh, video somebody, we don't we say they're we're taping them or filming them. Mm-hmm. I say film. I don't but think I've ever said taping. All no. all we're doing yeah. is technically we're recording. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. 
I hear people say videoing, which I don't know if videoing is an actual word. <laughs> well, <or> it's <laughs> it's accurate. We are videoing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I also kind of wonder if I'm using it in the right context, like like with apps, mm-hmm. depending on the app that you're using. You know, um, like especially if you're using like a recording app. Like um, again, going back to podcasting, or um, I see some people they have like. Um, an interface where they they do mix you know the the sound and stuff together and so while we don't have a physical console in front of us the interface looks like one so that way you know where the volume is and where the gain is and you can push the same things but physically it's not that Mm. but it just gives the look of it it's something that we're associated with i know people still use the term mixtape every once in a while like oh. if they're talking about because yeah. like we went they went from like mixtapes to like now this is my high school times where you do a burn cd and like get a sharpie yeah. and write the mm-hmm. songs on it yeah. and then when everything went digital it was just a playlist but even the playlist is sometimes called a mixtape oh oh yeah you're right yeah it is hmm. so i that is if you know what a tape is. So yeah. that could just be a phrase that people use that younger people don't even know what a cassette tape That's is. Well, they, they are bringing cassettes back, which... Are they? Which they can have it. I, I Even when cassettes were I've big... Never I've that. never seen it. Who's bringing well, cassettes yeah, back? Where, where well, it's, it's, I know they've brought the vinyls, but... They did bring like back... The, vi- well, I don't know if vinyls yeah. have completely died off because you still want to have your platinums and stuff like that. But but the, the records are kind of having a bit of a renaissance. They're, they're still hanging on, but I haven't seen a cassette yeah Hmm. now i mean at least here i don't see that happening a whole lot that's probably more of a of a new york or california maybe more of those but there's a lot of people that are buying cassettes and going back to making like physical where do you buy a cassette like a goodwill i mean i'm sure there's some businesses that are still making it i'm trying to think of because every once in a while like i'll buy some cds some blank cds or blank dvds but in in that section, that's where you would find it. But yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, if people want to use it, I guess it's, it's still, fine. Yeah. I both VHSs and cassettes always frustrated me because you know the the film gets eaten up or gets twisted or gets you mm-hmm. know, and so I was happy once you know dvds and cds were becoming popular because i'm like good i don't have to deal with trying to stick the the, the finger you or don't even pencil need and the physical media anymore just 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 a file yeah 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 i this is a whole other topic but it's i, I am like this year i think they um think we talked about this that netflix dis continued their mail-in for dvds which i didn't even know they, they were did, still yeah. doing that yeah yeah i didn't yeah. know they were still i think that ended la- it was either last year or 2022 when they officially yeah. decided to stop doing well there's that. still a large majority of the country that um if that only has like direct satellite link uh for internet so streaming just isn't an option so if you want to watch a movie you got to still put on like a dvd or something like that Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did rabbit trail a bit. Yeah, um, I know. I know both Charity and Alan has some extra information to kind of, I guess, show some more um, physical examples of skeuomorphism in everyday life. Okay, here you go. You guys ready? Mm-hmm. I'm prepared. All right. So electric 
candles. Now we have seen that, and they are electric candles. It's where the, the, you kind of have like a that paper flame that there's like a fan oh, that blows oh, them. Yeah, yeah, okay. So you still kind of get the flicker effect, yeah. but it doesn't. Or sometimes you see it like in sconces um, mm-hmm. on the wall to kind of give it the flame, uh, give the uh, the impression that there's a flame, but there's that there's not. Um, also, handles on tiny glass syrup bottles. That's you. Wait, what? Well, it's it's a likening to like nobody's going to get by a jug of molasses or a jug of syrup anymore. Or, um, you know, you used to get these things in jugs because they would keep. Yeah. And you would buy it in bulk. And then just get what you needed out of it, or something like that. But oh, so now it's just for decoration. It's, yeah, it's just, just it's decoration for the, it's for the aesthetic. Look. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like that's that's pretty common. Yeah, if you want to give it that old school look, you'll make it shape. You know, calling them with the electric candles. I've seen those like lanterns. But it's not like mm-hmm. you're not going to use it. I think even if you had a little handle, you could still. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you would use it as like a pour, but it wouldn't be like. There's an old like style uh, <laughs> mustard. I can't remember what it is, but it's in every store. It looks like uh, a little barrel. Yeah, and it's and it's almost like a little tiny mug. I mean, but you could still use it. But you I don't know who would use. Fancy mustard. I have no uh, idea. I was going to say okay. Cause yeah, I, the I, next, I was thinking next time different. you go into like the, <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's super cheap, and it's just it used to be in diners and stuff like. But you would scoop it out with a, a spoon. Oh. That was before. Oh, great poupon. That's, that's, that's well, fancy, fancy uh, now stuff. everything is is processed to the point where it's practically liquid, and you just yeah. shoot it out of a squeeze bottle. So, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it used to be like condiments were spooned onto yeah. their whatever you wanted it <laughs> delivery device, cracker, bread, toast, whatever. Yeah, I think it's just more just for that look and feel. Yeah, because it's not really pra- it doesn't serve a practical purpose. It just serves a that's a nice look kind of purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What about you, Chair? You already listed mine off earlier. I don't think I did. You talked about the floppy disk, which was on my list. You I didn't talk- say I didn't say anything about a floppy. I said, I, said, I said the trash bin. Well, that was on trash cans on here. You talked about the glue icon already. Well, you can talk about the floppy. I think I might have only just given those two examples. Okay. Do you guys remember using floppies? Oh yeah, yeah. We I use, don't. We use floppy disk. I mean, I now, never used it. My dad had it, so like I knew what a floppy disk was. Uh-huh. But I don't think I've ever used one. I can remember. I had a um, a faculty. Uh, I was a part of a, a faculty that had some amazing um, resources as far as knowledge goes, and one of the the teachers that were in my department when I was teaching college. Uh, showed me the very first version of Pro Tools. Oh. And it was um, a, a little bin that he had, and it was a series of 10 uh, three and a half inch floppies. So, this was like, so at first the floppy disk was like the five inch square, whatever, and it, and it was floppy. Mm-hmm. And then the next iteration was that like three and a half inch, it was like almost a cartridge, it was hard cased. So hmm. it didn't flop anymore, but it was called a floppy, and it and it was Pro Tools one through like ten, and if you wanted to um, use that application at different parts of the uh, of use, and I don't know how this would work, you would eject a disc and put in another disc, 
And I don't know if it would have mm. been like, now, okay, I've just laid down my track. Now let, I need some effects. So I'd have a disc so for you effects have to have a disc or something. For every Probably. Because oh, I can remember um, if you wanted, like we take for granted just like music beds or instrumental libraries and things like that. But if um, there was a point where you didn't, it wasn't an online library that you could just go in, find your music and download it. It was like, it had to come to you. And then whatever was in that uh, set of discs or with, mm-hmm. or it could have yeah. been tapes or whatever. That's all that you had. You, did, you mm-hmm. didn't have the ability to choose from thousands, yeah, tens of thousands, mm-hmm. an unlimited amount. And the, the, the idea of searching for that music like i want oh gosh you know i want slavic music um traditional uh instrument only or no vocals or things like that none of, you were just at the mercy of whatever came in the mail mm. oh see so, so we, we just use floppies to save so i never used it as like software yeah like a, like a, like a cd rom almost and i don't think i i don't remember using it for that mm. so so you definitely have more experience with that than I did with that. Yeah. But again, I guess I could still work in terms of the skeuomorphic things because um, even though we don't use a floppy disk, it's still part of the iconography of the computer. So we still associate that with saving. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's so there's there's another one of those. I wonder if there's still a way to get that information off because I think my dad still has some of his old like he might have one or two. It's around. gone. It's if gone. There's a way to like. Oh, I'm, some of that. I don't think there's anything important on yeah. it, but I, I think sh- he still has a couple. I'm sure there's something. We still have stuff that we can use to convert to like actual film computer. to digital. So surely there's got to be something that can convert stuff that's on a floppy. I don't know. It was kind of the original fidget spinner, too, because you would just slide the the aluminum cartridge just yeah, and let, let it, it snap. We'll just yeah. keep snapping it. Oh, I didn't. Know oh, well, it I don't come know if I, apart. Well, no, I, I, I there you So it came to protect the disc that was inside of it. Mm-hmm. It had this aluminum like sleeve, and then when you insert it into the the computer, it would move it, it over, it. and then it could write on the oh. disc. But when you ejected it, it was spring loaded, so it was kind of the original fidget spinner. I just gotcha. remember just like playing with it constantly, just snapping it back and forth all the time. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. We learn something new every day. Um, so I don't know if we really even talked about skeuomorphism in the correct way. Oh, we but did a little bit. Yeah. We at least learned what it wasn't. Wait, okay, yes. We learned what it wasn't, and we learned a new word with multiple syllables. <laughs> so, guys, this is our random Wichita building skeuomorphism topic episode for today. So we have almost 200 episodes that you can binge listen, so please do that. You can take a listen uh, on our website, which is doublestuffpod.com. Of course, we're available on all different podcast platforms and, of course, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And, of course, on Twitter, X, at Double Stuff P, and that's the letter P.